Thank you, Lord. So, Father, we bless your name. We commit to trusting you with all of our hearts. We ask that you would speak to us afresh. Bless us and touch us on the deep levels of our lives. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will last forever. Speak, Lord, your servants here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to raise a passage of scripture in your hearing this morning. I read it for New Year's Eve. I'll read it afresh. A few verses from 1 Samuel chapter 30, beginning at verse 1. And I'm reading from the King James Version. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives had, were taken captive, Amhan the Jezreelite and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abathar, the priest, and Amalek's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephah. And he brought it thither and David, to, to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. And without fail recover all. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. For the next few moments, I want to talk about this theme. This too will pass. The need for resilience. This is part two of this sermon. This too will pass. The need for resilience, part two. One of the things I've come to recognize in my life is the fact that what happens in life too often is that we live our lives in such a manner in which we have seepage and leak over. Work and family intermingle. Work-life balance is the thing that we speak of, but it never really happens because most of the time people are just trying to balance work at home. And the truth of the matter is that the struggle goes on where all of life becomes meshed in a spaghetti. So if one area of life is going good and another area is going bad, it's easy for people to say everything is bad. It's easy for people to think that the whole world is collapsing because there's one problem. So that I could have 15 good things happening and one bad thing, and all of a sudden, 
I feel like my life is a failure because of the bad thing. So on my job, I could get a 99 rating, but because I lost that one point, instead of still seeing the 99 as an A+, we see the 99 as a failure because I didn't get 100. And what it is, is we get caught up in a vortex of binary thinking, of dualistic thinking. What does that mean, Reverend? It means it's either all one thing or the other. It's either all good or it's all bad. It's either perfect or it's no good. I'm either winning or I'm failing. I can't have two things happen at the same time. I can't accept the fact that I'm happy in one area and have another area to work on because it's all or nothing. So, so now all of a sudden we've failed to be able to appreciate the beauty of life or the good times of life for looking at areas of life that are not perfect. And so one area can define us. One problem can make us. You know, I, I watched uh, DeMar Rosen hit a shot last night, and he won, was one of the few people in the NBA to have back-to-back -back games where the last shot was made to win the game. He did that back-to-back. And they asked him about it afterwards, and DeMar Rosen spoke so eloquently. He said, you worked your whole life for it. He said, and, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, you have to enjoy these moments. He said, I feel like I'm in a dream. He said, because there will be those other days where I'll take that shot and I'll miss it. And I got to realize that making that shot every time is never guaranteed. See, some of us think that, oh, God, I missed the shot. Oh, the world is coming to an end. And we allow others to put us into that corner. When something is wrong, now everything is wrong. And we lose the joy of life. We lose the ability to handle issues and problems because while some of us claim to be non-binary thinkers, we are. We fool around and we treat everybody as though they're either for me or against me. Either on my side or you're against me. Well, I can actually be for you in this area and tell you that this prayer here we need to work on. In David's case, David reaches a point here where he has to deal with a problem. Not of his own making, but it is a problem of his own creation by omission. Believe me, the reality is he's learning how to be a military leader and he's learning new levels of tactics that he will employ by the end of this chapter. And that would be how to take care of those that are vulnerable while you're on the battlefield. 
So he doesn't realize he needs to do this and he doesn't realize how to take care of it, but he comes to that realization later. So in some ways, yes, he's kind of guilty, but the truth of the matter is it is a sin of omission. It is something he had not yet come into a full awareness of. And um, unfortunately, many times you and I, we take those things that are sins of omission that others do around us and to us and in our presence and we treat them as though that individual did it because they don't like us. The response of David's men is a response that you would get if I knowingly put your family at risk. If I knew that somebody was coming and I said don't worry about them, if they die, they die, if they live, they live, now you really have a right to be mad with me. But if I had no way of having an expectancy that this would go wrong, then you really have a right to be sad. You have a right to be aggravated with me. But, but your anger is displaced. If you blame me for something I could not at that point in my maturation have foreseen. And some of us, have been guilty of doing that to others. And unfortunately, some of us have had it done to us. And it's a horrible feeling to be in a position where everybody is blaming you for something that you have not had anything to do with. And you can understand it. Just think about it. He, the text says the soul of all the people had gone out of them. In other words, they were under such pressure and strain that they were in the midst of a soul ache. It was a deep resonant ache inside of them. They were hurting bad. But what you don't have to do, when you're David, and today all of y'all are David or Davida, David or David Lee. What you have to do is you got to realize this too will pass. You can't allow the moment that is happening in front of you to ruin you. You can't allow that moment to take you out of your character, to make you act like somebody else or to do something other than what you normally would have done. You can't allow the moment to gather momentum and become unmanageable because it's temporary, it's transitory and transient. Don't let a moment gather momentum and become unmanageable because it's temporary, transitory and transient. You're better than that. You've got to realize it's just a moment. You know, some moments, no matter how they look, will fade from memory like a Snapchat. Now, you, you older people in here and those of you online, uh, some of y'all have no idea what Snapchat is. Uh, a Snapchat is uh, an American media instant messaging app. And that, that Snapchat is one of those things where you, you, can, you can send a message 
the principal feature of Snapchat is that pictures and messages are usually only available for a short period of time before they become inaccessible to the recipient. Y'all missed it, went over your head. Let me bring it back. It, 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 it's a picture, it'll come in, you'll see it, but then the picture fades away. Y'all missed it, went over your head. It's a picture, it'll come in. It chronicled a video or a frame of a moment in time but then it fades away. Let me do it one more time because you got to get this in your spirit. See, you need to realize that sometimes you are put, acting like something is monumental when it's only momentary and it's going to fade away because this too will pass. You're losing your mind over something that is going to pass. It's not going to stay. Yeah, it came up. Yeah, you saw it. Everybody else saw it too. You saw the message. Others saw it. Others responded to it. But guess what? It fades away. Y'all let me. See, sooner or later, here's what God says. All things will pass away. And behold, all things he has the ability to make new. You've got to realize that what you see today does not mean that it is the end. You know, the, the, the Lord speaks to Moses and to the children of Israel says, the thing you see now, these, these people who are chasing you now, take good look, for you shall see them no more. You'll see them no more. You've got to realize some of what you're going through right now, you'll never see it like this again in your lifetime. It's a moment in time. Let, let me, let me, I feel like preaching now. Let me, let me see if I can do this here. I've got three things I want to share with you from the text. This is, this is out the text. It's just out this text right here. But number one, number one, realize your responsibility begin with the self. Realize your responsibility begins with the self. Well, let me see if I can help you here. You know, David could have turned around and started cussing everybody out. You so-and-sos, when we went through towns raiding, we were making money, everything was good. And now y'all going to turn on me like this? Ain't none of y'all no good. He could have cussed everybody out, just like some of y'all would have done. You know, the most saved folk got a little Peter in them. There are a lot of Christian folk that carry knives and cuss. up in here. You, you, you have to realize your responsibility. David doesn't look at anybody else. The Bible says he encourages himself. Another text says he strengthened himself or the Lord strengthened him. In any way, it was within and not external. 
Let, can I, I'm going to bless you right here. I'm going to tell you something that your mama should have told you. If she didn't, I'm going to help you out. Let me give you a little word here. No one will lo ever love you any more than you love yourself. I know I'm preaching today. If I don't preach again, y'all get this. No one will ever love you any more than you love yourself. You got to love yourself. And loving David, loving himself, David couldn't look at them. He had to think about, what's my responsibility in this mess? What do I do now? My responsibility starts with me getting me together. My, my responsibility starts with me taking control of me. My responsibility starts with me entering into a pause point and a prayer place. My responsibility starts with me. You know, do you know why when you're flying on a plane and the flight attendant, male or female or whatever, gives you the instruction in case of emergency? If you're traveling with small children or someone who needs help, put your mask on yourself first and then help them. Because it is for those of you who have heart, for those of you who have compassion, it is counterintuitive to take care of yourself first. So we have to remind you that the self-care will also mean the preservation of other selves connected to you. Oh, I'm preaching up in here. And some of you think it's selfish to do self-care. It is the opposite. It is actually the love of those selves that are around you that you're responsible for. So David loved on them by loving on himself first in a prayer moment. Oh, y'all, y'all, this is some good talk right here. You, you, you've got to realize that self-care is all right. It's necessary. It's needful. Can, can, I, I'm going to mess with you. Probably going to bother your nerves, but you get over it. You can't wait on anybody to pick you up. Pick up yourself. Do y'all know that song, Pick Up the Pieces? No, no, I'm sorry. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't. I thought I had a good chance. You, 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 at some point, you got to pick up your own pieces. That, that's too old. I'm sorry, God. I, I push. Listen, you, you got to pick up the pieces. You, you've got to get to the place where you realize pick yourself up. Stop waiting on somebody to get you up. You get you up. You move yourself. Yeah, yeah, I know. Some, wake me up in the morning so I make the meeting. Wake yourself up. You start depending on other people to wake you up, then you'll be dependent and you'll never learn how to take care of yourself. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. Get ready for what God's getting ready to do in your life. Wait a minute. Okay, okay. Reverend, you, you're being mean. I am. I'm being helpful right now. Watch this, watch this, watch this. You have to realize, when I say pick yourself up, 
what I'm actually saying, that could mean dragging yourself to the doctor. Pick yourself up and drag yourself to the doctor. Dragging yourself to the counselor. Or even dragging yourself to the altar. Sometimes you got to drag yourself. Pick yourself up while you're still feeling down and start dragging yourself into a position to get what God is about to do in your life. I, I, my, my, my time is getting close. No, number two, number two. Number two, you've got to recognize your resources. So one is realize your responsibility beginning with yourself, beginning with the self. Number two, recognize your resources. And that is supernatural and natural. Supra and natural. Super on my natural. And my natural, what do you mean, Reverend? You see, prayer is supernatural. Prayer brings me in place. But the priest is natural who has a supernatural function. And prophecy is given in nature from a supernatural source. And the people around him are there to aid him in ministry even though they don't realize that they're in ministry. Y'all missed it. See, when I recognize prayer, the priest, prophecy, and people, what I recognize is there are resources around me. That's why he says, let me, let me help you here. Go get me, get me the priest. Bring me the ephod. Let's weigh in and see what God is saying now. Get me the priest and bring it to me. Let's see where God is at in this situation. Get me the priest. Let me, let's talk to the Lord. And then he says, here's my prayer. Shall I pursue after them? Shall I go after them? Shall I, shall I, shall I, shall I do anything at all? Shall I pursue? See, he, he's recognizing that if he prays using the right resources, he'll get the right answer, which means he can set the people in the right direction. Y'all missed it, went over your head. What I've got to realize is I don't have to do it by myself. I just have to start with myself. Y'all ain't helping me today. I don't have to do it alone. I just have to get me together so I can help everybody else do what we need to do together. Woo! Divine resources are there. God is still moving. God is still speaking. God is still blessing. That's why when we go to God in prayer, we get a hold of the altar. God will still move. And I'm, I'm going to close this. I feel, I feel my help done come now. So realize your responsibilities. Recognize your resources. But then he says something else that blows my mind. Because in the text it says, rush your response. Yeah, I know you didn't see it. But he said you got to rush your response. 
he asked the question, Lord, shall I pursue? And God could have answered any way God wanted. Instead, God said, pursue. And he says, the end result of the pursuit will be the recovery. Come on now. You're going to recover, not some, not a little bit, not a few of them, but everything. Uh, Y'all need to help me. We get ready to go into the enemy's camp. Yeah. And take back what he stole from me. You get ready to go in. I feel my help done gone. To the enemy's camp and take back everything. The devil tried to steal from me. I'm getting ready to get it back in the name of Jesus. You ought to high five somebody in the spirit. Throw your hands up and point them at your device and high five them in the spirit. Said, I'm getting it back. I'm getting it back. I'm getting it back. Yeah. But wait a minute, Reverend. I thought you said rush your response. To rush means I got to move quickly, right? To rush means I got to get mowing. Yet that's what he said. The word pursue is an imperative. It also has the connotation of an aggressive move. And there are times when you got to go for what you know and go get it. Look, look here. I got to give you this. See, the, in legal terms, they use terms like time is of the essence. And whenever you see time is of the essence, it means that there are penalties associated with not doing in a timely manner. And I want to tell you something. There are penalties associated with not moving when God tells you to move because there's a time and a season of pursuit and we're in the season now of recovery and it's time for us to go get it back. We have to rush our response and rush our recovery. Let's go get it back. Let's go. I'm getting it back. 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 Let's bust the move. Let's bust the move. Let's bust the move. Let's bust the move. It's time to get it back. Thank you, Lord. 
Just give me 30 seconds. Somebody give God a praise in your home. Come on, give my praise. Come on, come on, come on. somebody this is my year to recover all this is a year of recovery this is a year of recovery I'm looking to recover all I'm getting everything back it's my year to recover recovery he said recover all recover all not a little bit but I want it all back
Well, I bless God for you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We bless God. I want to extend an invitation. Maybe there's somebody who's listening to me now who says, I want to give my life to Christ. I'd like to be a part of that ministry. I want you to be one of the first ones to join this fellowship in 2022. Call me right now. 860-443-6046, Stitcher 110. Email me. Matter of fact, if you'd like, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and inbox us there. And just say, I want somebody to talk to me about membership. Just inbox us on Facebook and we'll get right back to you. There's victory, that's right, sis. There's victory in the house. It's time to recover all. It's time to recover all. Recover all. I want it all back. I love you all the love of the Lord. Right now, I want you just bow your heads. Y'all play for me right now. As we get ready to pray. Whatever you need, God's got it. This is your season. Go ahead and play. This is your time to get back. To get it all back. Get back your joy. Get back your peace. Get back your health. Get back your happiness. Get back your praise. Get back to the place where you used to be in God. This is the time. So Father, we thank you now for the recovery. We lift our hands in total praise to you knowing that you, God, are going to restore everything that the canker worm has tried to eat away. You're going to restore we shall recover all. We shall recover all. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it now. And then God, we bless in advance our giving today. We thank you for opening up doors, for manifesting your power and your anointing and giving us everything we need to receive the blessing. And we glory in you because we know that as we put seed in the soil and as that seed is watered, we shall receive a harvest. Thank you in advance for the harvest this year, for the harvest 
this year. In Jesus' name, amen.